Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And I am super excited about this. Um, I have Minky Deluxe on the line who is not an adult baby. I, I misunderstood is a little because we did an episode about adult babies and we kind of touched on that whole the different subcategories. But it was Shu and I talking and we're not experts. Um, so it's exciting to have someone who n- has firsthand knowledge of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so you ha- have you always been into okay what you now I said adult baby and because I've been using that as like a umbrella term, but that was wrong. Um, a better umbrella term would be age player. Oh, okay. Yeah, age player is a better overall term because that kind of covers a lot of different subgroups into one thing. And with age players, is it um, people have a specific age that they like to play? Some people do. Um, Mine is a little more nebulous. I kind of flow between a lot of different things. I kind of mix and match different like childhood qualities into one thing. But you'll have some people that will define and say, you know, I'm a little, I'm like three, I am, you know. Because there are are people who like they they want to wear diapers and they don't use full language. And so they're like little littles. And those would be the babies. Littles, um... Littles are maybe more around like toddler age. And then, I mean, up until maybe about, I would say, nine or 10. Then you have middles who are kind of uh, the preteen age. Okay. And that's a a super common role-playing thing. Like people who aren't even into the kink scene or into role-playing, that is a common thing to play, like teach your students or like schoolgirl. Yeah. That is one I think maybe the most usually, popular. Usually whenever anybody wants to get weird about age play, that's usually my go-to example that, you know, as a collective consciousness, we very interested in like school age play. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just, um, yeah, it's part of our culture, I feel. <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. How many, like, sexy schoolgirl outfits come out on Halloween? Yeah. I mean, Britney Spears made a career. Uh, I mean, her career broke because of it. So um, Right? And I'm not saying, because I know there are people who um, are going to come at me and say, oh, but it's wrong and it's sexualizing young women. And like, I get it, but we're talking about adults role playing, which makes it a safe space. Well, and it's not just that. I do I do think that it's not necessarily about the age that the age player is playing. Um, there, There's a certain appeal more to uh, being considered attractive for more like a... Uh, a certain level of innocence, I think it is. Okay. Um, and, and maybe the power dynamics, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying this as someone who in my 20s was dating a, a college professor in his 40s. Like, he yeah. he taught at my college. He wasn't my teacher, but, like, we were dating. And, like, that was kind of hot, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm the student. You're the teacher. Oh, absolutely. There's there's a lot of that. Um you know, in my daddy's case, the appeal for him is that he likes to be the corrupter. I'm good and I'm well behaved and I'm a very good girl, but he wants me to do bad things. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's almost like having a blank slate. Yeah, it, it's a lot of I'm making you be the partner I want you to be. And um, I mean, on my end, it's a little it's nice because, you know, I don't have to think too hard about anything. I don't have to, you know, really be worried about anything because he knows the game plan. He knows what we're doing. I, hey, I am totally for that. <laughs> I have said many times on the show, the first time that I went on a date with a guy who he said, hey, Friday night, seven o'clock, I'm picking you up. This is what we're doing. I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing because I had I had been dating someone my own age. I was in an abusive, unhealthy relationship with someone my own mm-hmm. age who was like mm-hmm. a mess. Like if we ever went anywhere or did anything, I had to plan and organize and, and make everything happen. And I it's it's exhausting to be in control all the time. Oh yeah. And so then 
all of a sudden I have a man saying this is the game plan and I'm like this is it's like it's relaxing to be around it is and it can be a little comforting sometimes you know it's very funny to me that it's gotten very popular in like mainstream culture to use the term daddy because for me it's a pet name that is given because you're comforting and I can trust you and I know you can take care of me and you know okay and instead of like the way that I use it as, like, it's an older gentleman who's hot. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing in age play is because, you know, sometimes daddies aren't older than their little. Sometimes daddies are, you know, differently gendered. There are mommies even. (laughs) Um, Listen, I have a regular at my work who is a big, beautiful black woman, and she has me call her daddy, and I fucking love it oh yeah it's my favorite thing in the entire world (laughs) when she comes in and says daddy's home and I'm like yeah he is (laughs) my uh my best friend is not an age player or in any of that kind of a kink scene but she's the most daddy person I know (laughs) okay I like this so daddy is almost like a caretaker like someone who can be in control and make you safe um, and um, and that's why you'll see uh, in a lot of the internet like culture of it, you'll see caregiver little a more common term since you know gender binary is kind of getting a little tired. I guess. Oh. <laughs> so there, there's caregivers of all types. There's littles of all types. You know, um, and then you have age players that aren't in kink at all. So how would you age play in a non kinky way? Well, that is to say they don't have uh, sexual aspects to their relationships with their caregivers. Oh, okay. Yes. And that is, Shu and I talked about that. Yes. Um, I like to just separately label them as just age regressors. Okay. I think I might be one of those. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun sometimes. There are times when you want to dress as a pretty princess and watch some cartoons. I, I mean, it's, it's because I had an upbringing where I wasn't held or comforted or made to feel safe. And so mm-hmm. it's when I, I watched a documentary where this woman ran like an age play retreat where you'd go for a week and it was non-sexual and she would feed you and hold you and make you feel taken care of and I was like that might be therapeutic for me because I don't know what that's like oh it is it is really nice it is super comforting I know that after a day of doing all of my big girl stuff I can like sit at home and cry to my daddy and color pretty pictures for him while he studies and it's just it's very pleasant which that isn't really any different than the um, popularity of adult coloring to unwind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I really think it's very fun, and I'm wondering how much of it was really just stuff that came from age players that kind of bled into normal life, you know, because it's like how a lot of fashion, like runway fashion, comes from BDSM. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and all the um, like it's there is like a uh, a little girl style that's very popular on Instagram right now. My friend runs a jewelry shop and makes a lot of money um, selling baby jewelry to uh, little girls, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. That one's a big one. Um, right now in the uh, DDLG world with littles, the most popular thing are really blinged out pacifiers. Oh, OK. They make uh, they make adult size pacifiers. And right now uh, people have been like selling the most beautiful, like the shiniest rhinestones and everything. I actually decorated one of my own. OK, so. Because, so is yours an adult size pacifier? Yes. Okay, because a baby one would be too little for your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it actually can kind of hurt a little bit, like the muscles of your mouth get pretty sore. Oh. So they have uh, an adult size one, which incidentally, there's actually a uh, German study out there that was done that found that an adult size pacifier helped uh, patients with snoring and sleep apnea. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. I'm I'm already thinking that like next time I have because I um I chew gum when I have the munchies or I want to stress eat, but like yes. I'm tr- I try not to chew gum because it messes up my digestive system. No one cares. But like now I'm going, oh, this pacifier might be a good thing when I want to stress eat. Okay. It started as that for me too, as something to like chew on because I was worried about like too much sugar from the stuff that I was consuming and I don't like the artificial sweeteners of like 
normal gum. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of became something just nice and pleasant and weirdly comforting. I chew on it while I do whatever it is that I'm doing. And <laughs> um, so it's fun. And did you bling it out yourself or did you buy a blinged out one? I made it myself. Nice. So do you, and where do you order stuff like an adult pacifier? The internet? Um, oh yeah. There's all kinds of retailers that like cater specifically to that, uh, group. Um, a really popular one is, uh, onesies down under, I believe they're Australian side, of course. And then there's little for big, which I got the cutest Halloween onesie from. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, close in the dark. I'm very excited about it. Um, how, how long have you been into age play? Like, has it been something since the dawn of your sexuality you've been into? Well, I know that even before I recognized, like, my own personal sexuality as a thing, I just enjoyed stuff geared for people much younger than me, and it just kind of never stopped. Like, when I was really small, I remember... Uh, going to the dollar store and buying like a pacifier and a bottle because I wanted them. Uh huh. Hey, I respect that because when I I could already walk and I I know this because I read it in my mom's diary because I was a terrible kid and I read my mom's diary. But I could already. No, that's walk. what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> is your your parents aren't around and you go through their shit. Um. But so in her diary, she was writing about how when I was old enough to walk, I uh, in the checkout line at Target lifted her shirt up and yelled num num. But my mom was my mom was really skinny. And so she didn't wear bras. And so I showed her boobs to everyone at Target. and She was humiliated. (laughs) And also I was old enough to walk and talk. And I was like, I give me some num nums. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, even I mean, children even regress. I, I think adults do to a certain extent. I know some people who do seem to just kind of become a more childlike version of themselves when they're incredibly stressed. You know? Yeah, because that's like something. Okay, so they, it's. I think it's known in child development that like when children experience a traumatic incident or stress they will regress so like a child who is who doesn't wet the bed anymore if Mm -hmm. something bad happens they'll start wetting the bed again and they'll want a pacifier and it's perfectly acceptable like for children they're like oh this is this is a natural response to trauma to like Mm -hmm. kind of infantilize themselves but like it's not um it's I, it's less accepted for adults, and I think it's really weird um, just because, like, for me, like, I've always been into, like, bright, colorful, artistic stuff, Pee-wee's Playhouse style, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely, I think it, um, as... The older I got and and I experienced some more trauma in life was the you know when I began collecting toys and like you know it's and I think that it was something that it was a response to the stress and trauma of life to find some oh, yeah. comfort in it. And a lot of adults do that all the time. You know, you go into any office and you'll find a number of people that have, you know, toys and action figures from things they liked when they were a kid or, you know, adults that did start picking up on more, you know, modern animation. You know, the number of adults that love things like Adventure Time and My Little Pony. There, there's definitely something inside us that, you know, still wants those kinds of things for comfort. I would even link it to, um, so theme parks have had a huge uh, explosion and it could partially be the age of Instagram and how picturesque they are. But oh, yeah. there's the stereotype of the childless millennial who's always at a theme park. And I would even argue that's to say that like millennials were came of age in this generation of you know, massive student loan debt, terrible job market, recession, like you're never going to own a home. And so like being rather than like continually feel like the stress of of coming of age into that economy, it's like, let me just go back to being a kid, because when I was a kid, the world was full of possibilities that everything that I thought my life would be when I was a kid has has actually turned out that's not possible. And so it's nice to regress to a, a childhood place to be like, okay, this is when I believed life was full of possibilities. 
Oh, that's always been one of my biggest things whenever I've been kind of like advocating for if, you know, you're adventuring into kink and you're trying kink, then, you know, try out a bit of age play with your partner because, you know, I do the smallest like little daily achievement of, you know, basic things you expect as an adult. I do the dishes or I finished my homework or something like that. And I can tell my daddy and he'll tell me what a good job I did and how proud of me he is. And it feels really good and it's nice. And we do that for children, you know. I have a son, he's three, and, you know, the littlest things, he feeds himself with a spoon, it's a tiny celebration, and I don't know why we decided sometime around high school we didn't need that kind of encouragement anymore. Yeah, I'm, I, honestly, I'm not sure. I am, I... I am kind of um, a pusher when it comes to like my friends when my friends are good at something or talented or doing like I just am like yes that's so good you need to do more of it because like for me like I do it's it's exciting for me to see people succeed and I'm I'm happy for them and I, I like to express that to them and I think a lot of people aren't like that they aren't inherently I, I think adults don't congratulate each other because it it's out of jealousy like, so when other people do things, it's like, I don't know, it, they don't, they don't, they aren't happy for them because they're more so jealous and spiteful. There's a lot of negative emotions. Yeah. And I'm sure there is a certain level of that. And I think it really just comes from losing that. So it's one of those, if I'm not getting this, why does somebody else get to have this? And I've always loved that, you know, my whole life, I know that I have always been little. I, I've always had very child qualities. So I, I get very bubbly and very excited about all kinds of things. If I see that, you know, a girl at the store has just the prettiest outfit and I know she planned out, you know, her dress and her shoes and her makeup and everything. I'm just jumping up and down in excitement. Oh my God, you look so pretty. Which is, like, great. That is actually a better way, I think, like, whether or not people want to get into the sexual side of 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 age play, like, that, I think this is, like, this, those are positive qualities to have, really, is to feel excitement and wonder and, like, I don't know. I mean, the, the sexual aspects of age play are certainly very secondary to my dynamic. That's part of how we do somewhat have a 24-7 dynamic. We're never out of scene. My daddy's always my daddy. I'm always his baby girl. But in like that aspect, for me, that one comes from I've never felt comfortable and conventional concepts of what makes a woman sexy. I've been cute. I've always been cute and I economize on it. I like being cute and adorable, you know? <laughs> so to be desired for being cute is a very good feeling. It doesn't feel like I have to try to pretend to be somebody to fit into something, you know? Well, you want to be desired for the things that you like about yourself. Um, uh -huh. which is, is super important. Um, I have, some, <laughs> I have some weird body dysphoria issues where like, you know, I, I used to have an eating disorder and, and when I was very, very tiny, I felt okay in my body. And, and now that I'm in recovery, I have a, I have a very female form and like, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's weird to me to have like desire expressed to me sexually because I have like a tiny waist and I have big boobs and I have a big butt and like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's weird to have someone, you know, treat me like I'm this woman, this vixen. And, <laughs> and I definitely, right? I definitely don't feel like internally, I don't feel like that person. I feel internally like borderline gender, gender neutral, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. If you, if you feel like a cute person and you like, that is what you like about yourself. Like you want your sexual partner to be like, yeah, I like how cute you are. Mm -hmm. It just makes you on the same page. Yes. And it's surprisingly hard to find that kind of partnership. So let's let's back up. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I am 29. I'll be 30 in November, but this year we will be celebrating my eighth birthday. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I love it. Um, so and you've been into kind of age play your whole life, your whole sexual career. Mm, I I mean, I've always sought out partners who were older and more fatherly towards me okay 
Um, did when did you learn about like when did you learn about daddy daughter little girl like? I had friends that were in the BDSM scene, and uh, I was always pretty close to them. And in the times of just kind of hanging out at some of their, like, munches that they have and everything, I learned from the uh, ABDLs that there were other facets to what they do, that their, you know, age playing doesn't necessarily mean baby. You could be a bigger girl. And still, you know, I, I, I talk to ABDLs and I'm like, oh, I feel more like your big sister. And <laughs> Wait, what's an ABDL? Oh, uh, the adult baby diaper lovers. Okay, adult baby diaper lover. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know I'm not as young as you. Yes, but I learned, you know, there's more to it than that. And it was nice because I'm just like, oh, okay, so I've always had this going for me, but now I know there's actually a community here for it. Gotcha. And and so how did, did you meet your daddy specifically through like a site where that was posted as part of like what you were looking for? Actually, it was a happy accident. We uh, met on Tinder like normal grown-up people do. Okay. But um, he kind of always just very immediately took a very caregivery kind of role with me. He, he very much is a director. He, he has plans and he will just tell you what they will be. <laughs> and it just felt very good and comfortable. And I talked to him a little bit about my own personal kink scene. He has a familiarity with uh, BDSM and DDLG is really just a softer version of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's the impression that I got. It is. It's uh it's a subcategory for sure. You you definitely uh there will be people that like to argue with that about it, but I mean it has Dom right in the name. <laughs> so, and how long has he have you guys been together? Uh we're getting a little over 8 months now. Okay. And so you said, do you, do you call him daddy or do you call him his name? Um, I call him daddy. Okay. I- except for, I guess, if you're introducing him to your parents or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's just more like his, it's just kind of, you know, your pet name. <laughs> and does he think of you like full time as a little girl? For the most part, yes. And sometimes it's very hard for him to kind of remove that mindset about me when it comes to certain things. So sometimes there can be a little bit of a power struggle when it's like, no, I'm big and I know how to do this. Girl, I get it because like <laughs> I don't think I'm I don't do age play and I some I think I don't think Zach knows that I'm an adult. Um, he like <laughs> he thinks that just because I have a pink bedroom and he takes me to Disneyland that I'm a child and then I have to you know say I'm an adult woman and he's like yeah that's right you're a baby. Um, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like no, no. I'm seriously an I'm I'm a I'm a grown up. Um, which there's nothing like less grown up than saying I'm a grown right? up because that's what a and child I usually, says. I usually get followed with I need you to go have a snack and maybe a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that is a that's good advice for anyone, really. Um, that'll that's if you need a, an attitude adjustment, a snack and a nap will do wonders. Um, that usually does fix my. <laughs> so he so he calls you he calls you Minky, which is a baby name, right? Well, Minky is uh, like my like online little persona, which I actually adopted from. Uh, a uh, anime that I really liked called Minky Momo because I love magical girl series. Oh, okay. But um, I mean, for for him, I'm baby girl. That is that is what I am. And in like uh, in in the DDLG, like since baby girl is a type of role one can be. Okay. And it seems to be more of a uh, kind of a nebulous term for you don't really have an age that you play at. You know, you just kind of have. It's like, I like things that, you know, a 10-year-old would like, but I still have a pacifier, but I'm not a baby, but so. That's good. It gives you a lot more room to be yourself rather than try to, like, align to an exact age. Oh, and some people will have multiple, like, little self ages. Oh. They'll have different names? 
some people do, some don't. Some don't have names at all. Some just are who they are. Um, I think it kind of more helps with the mindset to have a separate identity around it. Okay. Um, just so that you, it's different from the person who's going to the DMV to renew your car registration. And yet inside the whole time I'm screaming, excuse me, I am a baby. What am I doing here? Give me my baby license, please. <laughs> um, so does your, does your daddy, like in your dynamics, he's kind of the take charge person of the relationship. Does he buy you like gifts? Uh, not much more than a normal boyfriend. <laughs> okay. But would the gifts that he buys you be like kid stuff? Sometimes. Uh, a lot of it is definitely related to whatever my interests are. So I get a lot of stuff for uh, like the movie Kiki's delivery service. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's usually just in line with my interests. I have all the coloring supplies. I've got paints. I have the box of crayons I've wanted when I was a small child, but I couldn't have because my mom wouldn't buy it. <laughs> is it the big Crayola with the sharpener on the back? Oh, man, it's 120 crayons. Oh, yeah. I've got a hundred markers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I always felt bad for the kids because there were the Crayolas that were nice and there was the off brand that like they were basically Are you talking about wax. the Rose Arts? Yeah. The Rose yeah. Arts. They're like, fuck those. They, they're just like, they're like more wax than color. And I just was like, oh God, yeah, your mom tried to save that 87 cents and like those yeah, kinds of Yeah, you suck. see, you're, you're, you're coloring with a candle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. And, you know, uh, that's actually the other thing that's really nice with uh, age play. If you happen to age down because you start being able to have the toys that you wanted when you were a kid but couldn't, and now nobody can tell you no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's – I always say, like, I'm disappointed with my life as an adult, but if 15-year-old Sydney saw my life, she'd be like, holy shit, like – you got the music equipment, you got the toys, you got the slutty dresses, like you're doing great. Right? <laughs> and that, that's always the nice thing. Sometimes you just need that perspective of, you know, are you being the sort of person you wanted yourself to be when you were like X years old? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you following your course of life or have you, have you let the cruelties of existence change you because usually those littler versions of yourself really was more interested in the stuff that you'd have and not the career you had so <laughs> yeah and i've i listen i've all but written off the fact that i will ever have a career so it's it is all about the stuff um right? <laughs> that's just where we're at in life um so he, when you guys are hanging out like you said like sometimes he'll be working on like his stuff and you'll be coloring uh-huh and like so it, explain to me like what what is what does it look like when you spend time together um well sometimes uh he has a lot of schoolwork stuff because he's still doing all kinds of college -y things and uh there are times when that's the only time we can hang out because he has to do that stuff but I like being in the same room as him so I try to do whatever it is to not disrupt him but still be you know in the whole I'm near my daddy happiness <laughs> yeah this is good advice for any any relationship out there I've always said my like dream relationship is can we read books in the same room together but <laughs> leave each other alone just like comfortably <laughs> occupy the same space without having the need to fill it with conversation and I think that's like what a real relationship is is that you know you can work alongside each other but like pursue your own stuff I mean his homework's got to get done you got to be a little. Well, and unfortunately, because he's still adjusting to this dynamic, as this is the first time he's ever been in it before, he's now having some problems because he told me uh, on one occasion that I couldn't do that. And his words were, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is a little too sexual. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> Apparently, I just looked way too attractive laying around coloring in my Hello Kitty coloring book. <laughs> I mean, if if you're hot, you're hot. It's not your fault. <laughs> he just could not believe he had to string those words together. <laughs> do people know, like, do your friends know that, you, that you're a little? Um, 
Well, yeah, to a certain extent, and the ones otherwise, they do know that I call him daddy, and some of them are definitely weirded out by it, but in my own defense of it, I think it's the same level as perceived creepy as calling your partner baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be bothered by that, baby should bother you for the exact same reason. Yeah, I mean, so, and I assume his friends don't know either, like. Oh, no, he has friends that do know, and they're cool with it. They're like, whatever, (laughs) you know, get that hot uh... hot chick or whatever. (laughs) Uh, I think that's definitely some of it is because I'm about 10 years younger than him, so his friends are about the same age as him, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I mean, you you kind of are a baby to them anyway, yeah. regardless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. How? So you were dating for a while before you introduced this into the bedroom, right? Like, so when you started dating. A little da- bit. When you started dating, like, the first couple times you had sex, it was kind of just, like, normal? No, it still wasn't normal because he of his background in media. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. We just softened it a lot more, and I think at one point he says his favorite part of this dynamic is that it's a lot more psychological. He He doesn't really have to use brute force in this because he could just use the disappointed daddy tone, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so it's the same <laughs> dynamic, but without... Yeah, the uh, athleticism, let's say. Right. Of, of BD. And, and different props. Like, different props. B- Definitely. BDSM is, like, it's cool, but, like... Who has the time every time? Yeah, it's just there's a it's like it's like um I always liken uh some fetishes to being like carrot top like he can't do stand up without his trunk full of props <laughs> and like I'm I'm lucky that my sexuality doesn't involve all that because like yeah you you know like you're traveling and whatever and you're like oh I got to bring this extra suitcase full of whatever and so yeah it's just a lot of props and also like Black is a fine color, and most BDSM stuff are, like, black and red. But I think everything's better if it's pink, so, like... Well, on the bright side, if you go to DDLG Playground, you can actually find a lot of restraints and stuff in, like, baby pink. And I think they now have some purple ones in. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, like, brighten up your life. Oh, yeah. Well, because, again, it is rooted in BDSM. There are certainly some aspects of it that do exist, but luckily people have started making props to kind of fit in with the cutesy aesthetic of it. Gotcha. I mean, and it, as girls, it's a lot of it. It's got to be cute with how we <laughs> how we live our lives, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, and also because uh, the certain level of creativity that can come with it, because I know a little who is not the sub in her dynamic. What? Uh huh. She is little, but she's not the sub. Her daddy is. And it's a lot of she is, you know, a bratty princess. If I don't get what I want, I'm going to cry and scream until you give it to me. You know, a lot of and because she's a middle more than a little, she can, you know, she uses, you know, sassy teenager attitude with it. Like, you're lucky I'm spending time with you. I could be out with boys my own age. And it's really cute and kind of hot. <laughs> um, I love it. She's like that bitch from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ver- Veruca. Veruca yeah um yeah no that's a fun that's a fun dynamic because there are those dads who are like i you know they they just get you know there's the dynamic of mean mom fun dad Mm -hmm, and dad mm -hmm. just gives into whatever the little princess wants like i see that all the time oh yeah and you know she restrains him with jump ropes Oh my god, I love it. That's fun. She's revolutionary. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot with that for sure. There's a whole bunch of that. So it's not like, I think a lot of people who don't do fetish stuff assume that it's almost like playing a role like, and so everyone who engages in the activity, it's like, daddies are all this type, littles are all this type, but like, clearly what I'm learning from you is like the dynamic is different between every couple. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely age play looks different for everybody. There's no one way to age play. There are some people that actually will age play something older just for fun. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how would they age play older? Well, I mean, she is a woman who is in her 30s, but sometimes she likes to just role play as just a really creepy old dude that likes to hit on younger girls. <laughs> oh, that's fun, too. Sometimes you want to see how the other half live. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so, like, age play really can mean anything, and that's what's so fun about it. And, you know, people are playing a role. It's a big old pretend game, but it's a fun one. So do, how do you – so you know a lot of people people in the age play community do you meet them through online forums oh yeah um you know you have your standard uh fet life for sure that that's of course the biggest one there's a pretty active reddit community instagram is very big on it if you actually go into like the uh tags for it and everything you'll see all kinds of like people have the cutest props and they take a lot of like really adorable pictures and stuff but I mean, I might oh, have yeah. to get into this. I might have to follow some <laughs> tags and see what people oh, are yeah. doing. Um, I would suggest for more resources a really good podcast that's recently started up called The Candy Kinkdom. Uh, they they do pretty thorough work, like starting on – I think they have an episode on, like, starting on your dynamic and, you know, props within it and, like, gear. Like, it's pretty thorough. It's really nice. Okay, and that would be a good resource for anyone who's like, I think this is what I'm into, but I don't really know – um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's the DDLG board on Reddit, DDLG discussions, which, you know, is very nice because you can go there with all kinds of questions. We get all kinds of people that are new to it. We've even had people that were like in their 50s that are like, I think I'm a little, but I think I might be too old for it. And we're just like, no, you're not. Come color with us. I, I mean, that is something I... I dress like an 18 year old and I look in the mirror and I have, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 35. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I got to, do I have to stop dressing how I want to dress because I'm getting an old face or like, so I could, I could see that being like, I feel ridiculous. Like I'm 50 and I'm dressing like a child, like, but it's totally welcome. Like just role play your role. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, there's a lot of conventions for it, especially if you venture into any of the things organized by the ABDLs, because they're a much bigger community for some reason, but they're very organized and they always have kinds of events and everything. I found out recently a couple of areas have scouts for littles. You get like a little hat and a sash and you can earn badges. Stop it. <laughs> and I'm very interested in that. I want this sash. <laughs> I want the badges. This, right? This sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I think their chapter is in LA. <laughs> oh, well, that's close enough. Maybe I can just meet someone who can get me the patches. I don't have to actually right? do anything. <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure if you ask nicely, they'll just let you get them. <laughs> Please, I love costumes. We're really nice people. <laughs> so the thing is, like, I knew because what you're describing to me seems super normal. Like, it doesn't seem weird, it doesn't really seem outlandish. I think, um, when most people, most people know about, well, I say this, mo most people know about adult babies in the, yeah. the diaper lover way. And that's how oh, yeah. I first learned about it. Um, 15 years ago, no more than 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I met someone through like, um, a Napster chat room thing. Oh yeah. And he was a, a diaper dude. And, um, so that was like my first learning about it. And then that same year, an article came out about Phoenix is home to one of the most famous, uh, adult babies. Cause he lived mm -hmm. full time and would wear just diapers and a bonnet to the grocery store. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I read about him in the paper. And so that was like my impression. And it's funny too, because they, there are certainly littles who, while they are not babies because they still associate themselves with toddler ages, definitely have like grown up, like pull-ups and stuff but of course you're not going to tell because they have their normal everyday clothes oh okay <laughs> so so they'll wear their because i saw a guy once when i was on the subway when i lived in new york and this fucking dude <laughs> this fucking dude was wearing a diaper under his khakis 
and um, he was kind of sitting in a way, like with his legs spread and making like staring at me and then just kind of shifting subtly back and forth so that like the pants would move and show off the diaper. And I was like, dude. And I think that's a mixture of fetishes there because that sounds like kind of a weird like exhibitionism fetish mixed in with being an ABDL. <laughs> yeah, because there, I, well, I read that there are like, there are the uh, ABDLs who they like to wear a diaper under their clothes and shit themselves in public because then they feel like so naughty and ashamed yeah i would say that's a humiliation fetish kind of bleeding in and it, it definitely gets really more complicated when other fetishes get kind of thrown into the mix yeah yeah well <laughs> fuck that dude on the train he was wearing a goodwill belt that he hadn't taken the sticker off of and i'm like not only are you making me look at your fucking diaper dude but i can see <laughs> that you didn't even take the sticker off your goodwill belt get it together go on Come the on. internet find people who want to engage in this activity with you instead of like yeah. instead of like visually assaulting strangers on the train and, and that that's the other problem with it and that's always a big thing that we constantly have to try to like bring up all the time stop you know being so blatant with your fetish in public because that is a lot of people who are not consenting well yeah i'm i'm really i don't want to say i'm really uptight but like i am a i i'm just a like sex should be private type of person where mm-hmm. it's like i'm i don't like when people like even make out too heavily in public like no I just, it's, it's i don't gross. like any of it just do it at home do your thing like don't i'm not saying you should be ashamed of your thing but i'm just saying like do it at home instead of forcing bystanders to like be a part of it um and right <laughs> like and the the beauty of the internet is that you can go on forums and like find people who have the same interests as you and then you can talk about them in that safe space instead of yeah and t- instead of like telling your coworker. Right. And it's not just that, but there's whole events that you can go to for that kind of stuff that people can participate in that scene. They they exist. And if it doesn't, you can make it and people will come to it. Um, have you been to any of these conventions? I have not yet. We did think about going to this one that's uh, out in um, Chicago because that's not too far out from where I am. And then there's another one in Pennsylvania that I was also thinking about. Are they kind of like a Comic-Con where there's vendors and... Yes, and there's uh, workshops and you have people that will teach classes about, you know, safe like BDSM play or about like different types of kink and fetishes and it's pretty fun and interesting and some of them will have uh, little play areas that are set up for littles but they'll have like spaces for the uh, caregivers so I think one of them had like a like a scotch tasting and cigars for daddies and (laughs) i love that you're like go (laughs) go smoke your fucking cigar drink your scotch i leave me alone i have play things to do yeah i uh i know that somebody did open up like um, a bed and breakfast for that kind of stuff too which sounds very interesting because they actually have you know like things like a crib that is large enough for an adult (laughs) oh okay yeah that's uh when i um when i first learned of this you know my mind started going and i'm like (laughs) oh because i have a background in carpentry and then a degree in fashion and i'm like i can make these things i'm gonna get rich (laughs) you really could people pay very very much money for this particular community (laughs) i keep uh i keep talking about how the amount of money that i would pay to go to a playground with adult-sized equipment (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think there's one in St. Louis. Right? Um, like, if I could just have swings wide enough for my hips, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's – whatever happened to swings, by the way? When when we were kids, swings were everywhere. I don't think kids swing anymore. No, my uh, my son is not fond of them. He's he's more of a slide kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, are kids still swinging on the playground? Oh, yeah. No, they're definitely out there. I was one of those kids that that's how I spent my whole recess, so I'm very obsessed with finding ones that I fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably going to do a hard Google on how to make your own swing. Um, See, if you could just open a playground sized for adults, you could charge entry and we would pay so much. <laughs> we, I, we might Airbnb our house uh, for that because by the time I'm done decorating, it's the it's going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm very excited to see. I've heard a lot about your uh, pink endeavors and I support it completely. Thank you. Yes, it has not. It's not going to stop at the pink bedroom. Um, it's going to move throughout the whole house uh, probably. <gasps> so I love it. <laughs> You know, and I'll be like, no, baby, it's for it's a business venture. We're making an adult baby playground. Like, just trust <laughs> me on this one. Uh, <laughs> um, so what what else? Is there anything else that um, that we should know about age play? Um, how common do you think it is? Um, Honestly, I think it is far more common than anyone would expect. I mean, the communities that I'm involved in definitely have a very sizable number of participants. But I also think there's a lot of people that just kind of naturally flow in that dynamic and don't even notice it. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I, w I can see that. Um, it's something that I think maybe women might be scared of because they think, oh, it's going to make me like a bad feminist. Um, like if this is what gets me wet, does that make me a bad feminist or does it mean that I had, I experienced like sexual trauma or is it my, a lack of a father oh, yeah. figure? And, and that, that's definitely a lot of it. A lot of people for some reason mistake it to mean that, you know, you've had like a bad childhood or that you didn't have like a good father figure and plenty of people had perfectly fine and healthy family dynamics. They just are very comforted by having a partner that, you know, babies them and it's very nice and you know, from a feminist aspect, it's one of those, it's exhausting existing as a woman in the common everyday world. The least I can get is when I got home, I don't have to worry about responsibilities and I know someone else can make the grown-up phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I am a big girl in like my common everyday life. I'm uh, working on getting my license as a nurse. I've already graduated for that and... <laughs> Every day is big adult things. At the end of the day, if I want to dress in a very sparkly pink dress, then. <laughs> and just like hang out and color or play with toys. You know, it's healthier than unwinding by getting drunk. I work at a bar. Right. And so I deal with people who they go to work every day and then to unwind, they need to like have six cocktails before driving home. So I would right? I would argue that like going home and putting on a onesie um, and putting on some cartoons, better coping mechanism. Right. Plus, we have a lot of fun. And uh, one of the Discord chats that we have, we host like movie nights. No. Oh, yeah. We watch all kinds of stuff. I think uh, a really popular one, we really like to watch How to Train Your Dragon. I don't know why we love it, but we do. <laughs> but we started on the Halloween stuff, so. How does Discord, this is, this is such an old lady question, how does Discord <laughs> work? Because I was invited to like a um, a theme park design Discord and I couldn't mm. fucking figure out, Is it, it's like a group <laughs> chat, right? Yes, it is like a group chat. Um, in a way, it kind of reminds me of how IRC used to work because there's like different channels that you can have to, you know, as subcategories in the main chat. I don't know what IRC is. Ah, uh, that's like the oldest tag land. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a group chat and you can kind of set up separate rooms so that, you know, people can keep topics to certain things. And it's it's pretty easy once you start using it a lot. It's one of those ones that you can't really figure it out until you play around with it. But you're having, it's a having a chat in real time, right? Yes. So like if yes. you're watching the movie, you need to all, you all press play at the same time and the chat's happening. Oh, no, 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 no. We, um, we use, uh, I think, cast because we were using something called Rabbit before, but they closed down. So we use cast and uh, stream it there, but we'll use like the voice chat on Discord to talk to each other during it and stuff. So wait, is it all playing from the same source? Yes, if you use cast, you can stream stuff with other people. Stop it. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. It's linked to Discord? Or is it well, separate? we just—it's separate. We just link it to Discord. Uh, Discord is kind of our main base for nearly everything. We have like little uh, robots designed for the chat rooms that we can like play little games with it and stuff. And it, it's all kinds of different things once you really get into it. It's a lot of fun. Okay, this is blowing my mind. So cast. <laughs> You can use it like because to my, stream stuff, yes. Yeah, and it's you can stream it so like everyone in this group can stream the same thing to their device. Yes, because you could send them a link to it, and then they can open up your personal stream. 
And is that you? Is that an app that you would have on like your Fire Stick or your Apple TV? Uh, I believe there's an app, but you can use it from your browser too. Oh, okay. And then, so then you're able to all watch the the movie at the same time. Yes. So then, when mm-hmm. you're having the group chat, you are all at the exact spot. Yep. Okay. And what are these robots? <laughs> um, Discord makes it so you can make these little robots that can do all kinds of things that they're programmed to do. Some of them, you know, moderate the chat. So if somebody's being rude, the robot can automatically remove them. Or you can set them up to play like little uh, little games and stuff. Uh, we had one for a minute that <laughs> would give you random facts about like cats or something. <laughs> or you could ask it to like send you pictures of like puppies. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna get into Discord. I'm this is this has been a very educational episode, <laughs> and I'm learning all sorts of things about the uh, internet. See start a discord for the podcast i'll help you run it (laughs) okay i'll see i'll see what i can figure out and then i will i will let you know because and then what would it do like the listeners could would be able to interact with each other Uh uh-huh which would be cool yeah some of them have met and they're like twitter they like are friends through twitter now and that's so exciting see and then you'd have everyone in one place you can you know give all kinds of little special announcements and stuff it'll be great Oh, okay. I'm super into this. So I think the moral of the story is that age play is not that weird. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's exciting to uh, have the bank account of an adult. And then you're able to buy the things that your parents said no to. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I want one of those battery controlled cars so fucking bad. I want one of the fake Mercedes like 12 volt battery cars. I don't know. Like, I know. The power wheels. Yeah. My mom would never buy me one when I was little. She's like, we are not millionaires. Why do you think adults have go-karts now? That's true. That is so true. <laughs> I'm telling did you. Did you know that? Did you know that Tamagotchis have color screens now? Stop it. Yeah, I have one. They have color screens and a little app, and you can marry them to other people's Tamagotchis, and then they'll have babies, and their babies will have traits from both of them. It's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have not checked in on the Tamagotchi world in a while. Actually, I haven't checked in on the Tamagotchi world since 1997, but now I know you can marry them to each other. I mean, I'm still working on getting my Furbies to talk to each other. Yeah, Furbies are stubborn. (laughs) I'm going to do a video eventually where I put all, because I think I have, I had at one point 13. I think right now I have like nine or 10, but I'm going to make a video of them all in a circle talking to each other um, just to really um, let the, let the internet know what I do in my free time. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. I think next I'll put up a picture of my uh, Tamagotchi collection. I have a few of them. (laughs) Oh yes, you have to. Yeah. I need to see this. Um, (laughs) So age play, not weird, super fun. Um, Also uh, the internet will uh, connect you to whoever you need to meet. So that's, we've learned a lot. Yay! <laughs> um, you want to tell everyone happy hump day? Oh, happy hump day indeed. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>